Well, we talked about this uh, before, but now it sounds like it's actually going to happen, or at least it has the momentum to happen, that uh, we'll get some rule changes in college football. And while it's it's not going to – I don't think these are the type that are really that con- – they're not really that controversial. And we're not talking about, like, the pass interference rule in the NFL that they changed a few years no, ago. No, definitely not. Or anything stupid like getting ready to fumble through the end zone touchback rule. Though we will have... they'll never do. So, I, I do want to have fun with some vernacular from one of these new rules. So, college football is instituting a... for Okay, let me get a couple things. Helmet communication is in. No, no, duh. Uh, sideline tablets are in no duh Mm -hmm. they're going to have a two minute warning it will be approved next month Um, but the thing that I am laughing at with this before we get to the signing day stuff is that they are not calling it a two minute warning they're calling it a two minute time out officiating head Steve Shaw notes that the NFL first added it as a literal warning Uh... when there weren't clocks now that it's not really a warning they're going with two minute time out so that's funny to me and I don't broadcast college football games, neither do you. No. Um, but the the broadcasters are going to have to say two-minute timeout. And so that's funny to me from that perspective. You Very dumb. No, I mean, come on. This it's a. We know what the two-minute warning is. And yes, the two-minute warning was first instituted back when the game, was, game time was kept on the field. Mm-hmm. They didn't have electronic scoreboards in the stadium or, you know, the, the hand dials weren't accurate. They all used so sundials. They, they used a two-minute warning just to let stars. everyone know how much was left in the game. It has since morphed into a thing of its own where you're just used to it in the NFL. Why not just keep the language that we've always used? It's, yeah, it's not a big deal. You don't have to, to change the, the language. I mean, just call it this, the two minutes. This, this is where college administrators are going to finally do something that supposedly is logical. Yeah. And by the way, this Come is on. so uh, AJ Eds, who is the rules committee co-chair and Big Ten VP, he emphasizes that the two-minute warning, two-minute timeout, excuse me, uh, won't be an additional timeout. It's a fixed stoppage for the last TV timeout we'd normally have anyway. Uh, ideas is that will it will lessen the chance of a t- t- touchdown commercial, kickoff commercial. So it's this, they're not adding, they're not building in another timeout. Yeah, and John doesn't believe that for one sure. second. Sure. But that, yeah, that is the right. So we'll see if games get longer. Uh, but yes, if the networks say we need more commercial breaks because we're paying you a lot of money, guess more what's going to happen? Shall be They're going to have more commercial breaks. So, so yeah, that's and, the funny and, and, one. And again, I'm not against this. Yeah, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I don't see it as necessary. Necessary. But the reason they're putting it in is for commercial breaks. So that's that. Uh, the other one, and certainly not a whole lot of time here to flesh it out before Sam, but the subgroup of commissioners working in college football is recommending now three signing periods yep. instead of two. Um, the first Wednesday in February all the way through April 1st. I think that's basically exactly what it is right now. The And so here are the two new ones. They will punt on the early signing day in mid-December, and they will move it up to the Wednesday ahead of conference championship games. So, for example, this past season, that, that would have... That's moving it up two weeks, right? It's moving it, it up one week? It's moving it up two weeks, because I believe it was Wednesday... Oh, you know what, John? It, depending on the year, it, it, it probably will be either two or three weeks, depending on the calendar. Okay. This year, that would have meant Wednesday the 29th of November, actually. Okay. Uh, so that's when that would be. So that's the second one. So it's moving up again a little bit. 
but also the last Wednesday in June, which is obviously wholly unique and something that a lot of us, yours truly included, have been saying, if you're going to have an early signing period, actually make it early and get it away. Honestly, I don't need the December one. I would rather them have two, have the really early one and have the normal one. And I have to imagine... Yeah, do we need three signing periods? Exactly. They're going to push... The schools are going to push for players to sign in June. And sure. I, obviously, a lot of players will also be signing in June. And they'll go from there. By the way, the full group, they will vote on this on Wednesday. If approved... I'm reading Nicole Auerbach. The early December signing period would take effect this year. The summer signing period next year. So we'd get the early December in 24. We'd get the early summer in 25. Right. I, I mean, I get why you want to adjust which would now be the middle signing period because it's all about, you know, not having to juggle postseason preparation with the transfer portal and figuring out who's going to be on your roster with high school recruiting. I get that. Yeah. But wouldn't adding an earlier period, I I don't know. I just, the more these things happen, the more I am, leaning towards what Bo Pelini said was is just like, let them sign when they sign. Well, and obviously, we don't have any extra info here, but I have to imagine that they will have built-in, you know, eject buttons if a pl- coach is fired, if a head coach leaves, if a position coach leaves. Sure. I, for the record, sure. I'm a fan of this. I'm a fan of a signing period in the summer because I think the purpose of this is to get away from having so many things happening in December. I think that this can solve some of those problems. But one of the drawbacks is... Because as we, we as we saw with the addition of the December signing period, it basically made the February one obsolete. Yeah. Because everything got pushed up. Now, I realize this is several months further ahead than the last change, but you're going to get a lot of people trying to push to get most of your signings done in the first signing period. And... How much is that? How much could that lead? If you already know, hey, I've got a deal, and I'm, could you get people opting out of playing their senior seasons in high school? That I've heard that complaint, and I've heard that concern because it's like, hey, I've got my scholarship. I know where I'm going to go. I'll just work out, stay in shape, and not get injured. But yeah, I've heard that complaint. Yeah, it's and, a, it's and a then good question. and then for those maybe late bloomers or for program now, I don't know how this could either be a detriment or a benefit to Nebraska. But Matt Rule loves senior tape. Yeah, can that help? He Could it help them because maybe more people will fall through the cracks or will it hurt? Because they're not playing because, the best competition. Because, because they're not playing the best competition or some of those players. Who knows? It's a great question. Sam McHugh and Omaha World Herald will join us next. We'll get his thoughts on this and other things. Coming up on 1620 The Zone.